Looking to take you and your real estate business to the next level? You're in the right place. Laying foundations for real estate success? This is the No Fluff, No BS podcast about real estate for real estate agents and other industry professionals looking to up their game. Unfiltered short form sales meetings, interviews with agents from every walk of life, and ramble sessions about everything real estate. Welcome to a new mindset. You are listening to Reraw. And now, introducing your host, James Hoff. Welcome, morning. Welcome back from the weekend. Gosh, it's good to have you here. I always love having you here on a Monday morning, hanging out with me for a few minutes while we take an opportunity to uh, to kind of reinforce some of the basics, talk about some of the more advanced tactical strategies that we can implement in our business, and ultimately just do everything we can to keep a positive mindset and a positive momentum forward to continue growing both personally and professionally and just living our best possible life in every capacity. You guys, I, I love it. So thank you for, for tuning in. Our topic today is going to be how to list a house. I know it sounds really basic, right? And we are talking basic. We are going to do some stuff today about the basics, how to actually list a house, because sometimes we miss the simple things. We get too we get too excited about the shiny objects that are out there, all the systems and the, the automation and the infrastructure and the technology that we forget the basics. So today, we're going to talk a little bit about those basics. Very quickly before we do, I want you to break out those books. For those of you on YouTube, you can see this beautiful house I've got. I'm standing in the living room from a different angle than I was last week. And it may be the last uh, sales meeting I do in here because we're actually negotiating right now on a contract. So very excited that uh, we, we might just be opening escrow uh, within hours. So very, very excited. But that doesn't happen without having an action plan. So break out those books. Break out those notebooks. Take a look at this past week. What worked well for you? What went terrible for you? What actions just weren't producing results? And what actions weren't producing results because you weren't doing them? So be honest with yourself. Remember, this is an opportunity for you to provide constructive and valuable feedback to yourself. If you have an accountability partner that you like to team up with, then check in with them. Get some honest feedback. Remember, it's not about making yourself feel good. It's about making yourself better and being real with where you came from this past week and what you need to do better, what you, uh, what you need to get rid of altogether what you need to double down on, okay? Once you've done that, I want you to create your action plan for this upcoming week and keep all that stuff in mind. If something wasn't working for you, that's okay. Just get rid of it. The good stuff is what we want to focus on, the things that are helping us create uh, more efficiency on our schedule, the things that are helping us add context to our pipeline, the things that are helping us generate leads, that are getting us listings, that are bringing in actual, real, tangible buyers. If it's not something that's producing a result in any of those categories or putting money in your bank account, then you need to think about the actions that you're that you're doing or perhaps the ones that you're not. Be very intentional. And remember, if you're honest with yourself, even on your worst week, you're never more than a week off pace as long as you check in regularly, okay? So keep that in mind. Today, let's jump into our sales meeting topic, which is how to list a house. Now, I'm not going to go into every single intimate detail about all the technical aspects and the the different things that you can do on the most advanced level. There's always more that you can do, but we're going to talk about at least the basics. And then 
For those of you that stick around, I've got a couple little tricks that most people don't think of at all that can help you stand out from a crowd and ultimately get your homes sold faster. So first and foremost, let's talk a little bit. I got my notes with me so I don't miss anything. Let's talk a little bit about what you need before a contract is even signed. Once the paper is inked, once that ink is drying, you should have already checked title to make sure that the people you're talking to are actually the owners of the house and they have the right to make these decisions. You should have already contacted escrow or whichever entity handles net sheets to help sellers identify what their net proceeds are from the sale after commissions and fees and all that other stuff is paid. You should have already reviewed expectations with your seller, what their deal breakers are, and they should have communicated those to you because you asked. What are their biggest motivations? You need to understand their carrying costs. You need to understand their timeframes. You need to know what motivates your seller. Why is that? Why is it that you need to know what motivates your seller? Real estate and sales in general is very much a game of chess. We need to be thinking a few moves ahead. Does that make sense? All right, let's move on. Now that we've got the contract signed, you've already set expectations. You've already, you're ready to go. Okay, now it's about what do we do to get this sucker on the actual market? Well, the first thing that you need to do is make sure you hand over immediately a disclosure package. Even if you don't put it in a document section on the MLS and make it public knowledge until you get into escrow, one thing that's nice about it is it's less paperwork for the seller to do once they get there. And it also gives you an opportunity to learn more about the house. You need to know on the front end so that once you get into escrow, you're not having surprises, right? So get the disclosure package out on the front end to make sure that you know everything there is to know about the house as quickly as possible and also to make sure that your sellers are not falling behind and once you do get a deal accepted into escrow you can just move forward quickly and there's no wasted time with oh gosh hurry 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 get your paperwork done so disclosure package is a big one you also need to make sure that you discuss your timeline to get the house on the actual mls so let's talk about now that you've you've handed you've got the contract signed, you've handed over disclosure package. Now we're talking about let's get this sucker on the actual market. How many days before you get to the MLS? You got to get the lockbox put on the property. I always 100% of the time install both a lockbox like an electronic lockbox. Out here we call it a Supra, and then I also install a combo box, just one of the ones that you can like spin through or it has the letter number code or whatever. The reason I do that, two, two reasons. Number one, I always make backup copies of the key. That way I can stick one in the combo box and if technology fails me or if a realtor steals a key or something gets lost by mistake, whatever, I know that I can always get in there. The other reason is because as a courtesy to the seller, as they prepare their home for sale, they may get the windows cleaned and get the house cleaned or do that kind of stuff. If there's a contractor that needs access and the seller's okay with letting them in or maybe after close of escrow, you want to give possession and you put the keys in the combo box instead of the electronic lock box, it just makes things a lot easier when you have that as a backup. So I always keep a spare set there. I don't just release the code to everybody because realtors, I expect to go through the lockbox, but it becomes a convenience to the seller. It makes the transition and the pass off of keys later a lot easier. And if technology fails, like I said, it's a great backup to have. All right, let's talk about the next thing. You need to schedule your photos. Folks, I don't care who you are. 100% of the time, you should be hiring out professional photos. Do not do not, do not take photos from your cell phone. And don't think that your little snap and go camera is the best way for you to take photos and get marketing ready for your seller. It is not. 
No way. You need to hire out. These are high-priced items that we are selling. Our item is a home, people. We're talking about, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions and millions and millions of dollars. In some cases, tens of millions of dollars. The number of people, and I'm in a pretty luxury market out here where the average price is $850,000. I can't tell you how repulsive it is when I see agents listing $1.5 or $2 million houses and I see the vertical picture taken from their cell phone and they're standing there with themselves in the mirror that you can see. You know, guys, don't do it. Please don't do it. You need to, you need to take your job seriously and you need to treat the product you sell as beautifully as it deserves to be treated. I don't care if you're, if you're selling a dump, you still need to have good marketing for it. Okay. So photography must be scheduled. The second part of photography is called Matterport. Now I can't wait for the day that all homes can be toured online and then you just, from your office and then you just bring people to the actual top two or three houses that they want to see. The Matterport is non-negotiable and you can see a sample of what it looks like. There's no stake in this for me. It's just a sample listing page that I have. But if you go to 123samplestreet.house, 123samplestreet.house, you can actually see what that looks like. If you've never heard of Matterport, it's a 3D virtual tour. You can actually put on VR goggles and you can tour a house. So if you've got an area where you've got a lot of international buyers coming in or people from out of town, it's great for them to be able to actually look through the house before they get there. And for those of you who maybe aren't in markets like that, it's also good for two other reasons. Number one, you get more serious buyers coming in because there's nothing hidden. They get to see the house before they show up, right? But also a very nice selling tool to the seller before you even sign your listing agreement. If you offer photography and Matterport photos on every single house, what a great value add and something wonderful to differentiate yourself from the competition. It doesn't matter the price of my listings, 100% of the time I do professional photography in Matterport. And then the sky's the limit from there. If you need lifestyle shots, drone, all that stuff, whatever your photography needs are, make sure that you schedule them at this point. You also need to make sure that you have professional brochures. None of this, none of this stuff where you you take like the little eight and a half by 11, like the little flimsy piece of paper. In fact, let me show you because I've got some professional brochures. Take a look. This is a nice thick cardstock. Look at that. A nice, beautiful, thick cardstock with a four page brochure. Front, center, back. Beautiful product sells when it's marketed beautifully and it's exposed better. And also keep in mind that these types of things this is how you get to present yourself to everybody that walks through the door. It's your, it's your way to get exposure without having to cold call on people. Everyone in the neighborhood gets to pick these up. Do they cost me more money? Absolutely they do. But it's a cost that you should never cut corners on because it's extremely important. This is your reputation and your image. How you market homes represents you as well. So make sure you do it at a high caliber, high quality. Okay. Every brochure, I like to throw in a list of upgrades and maybe a floor plan if you can get your hands on one. If you do Matterport photography, that 3D virtual tour, they've got an infrared camera that will actually give you a floor plan. You might have to pay a couple extra bucks for it, but a really nice thing to have sets you apart. The next thing you're going to want to do is make sure that you put a coming soon sign out with your uh, with your listing sign. If you're coming to market immediately, put a rider up there that says open Saturday and Sunday or whatever, right? But get that sign out there and, and start trickling it immediately. Post a picture of you with your sign in the house in the background on social media. Coming soon, brand new listing. 
or take your hero shot. Perhaps you stand in, in the house and get a beautiful shot of the kitchen. Take one of your listing photos that were professionally done and then you use that as like your lure out there on social media. Get that stuff out there coming soon. If you want more info, hit me up. Put that on Facebook Marketplace. Put that on Instagram. You guys, I know somebody who came home from Las Vegas and bought a $2 million house all because they saw a photo on Instagram. Super, super important. That's a real thing. You've got to make sure that you do it. So social media, really, really key. Then of course, you need to load it to the MLS. You need to make sure that that syndicates with all the different sites out there. If your broker doesn't syndicate with like Zillow and Realtor and all that stuff, that's fine. Obey the rules. Whatever you have to do, obey the rules. But you should make sure if, if it doesn't auto syndicate, make sure that you go onto those sites and get those listings up there so that you have full exposure. Your open houses should be listed on there. All that good fun should be right there. Uh, if I didn't mention already, make sure you have a single property page. Okay. Just like the one I mentioned to you before, one, two, three sample street dot house. I do my own, but you can pay for them also, but I have landing pages that people can go to and it's just a gallery of the photos and the 3d tour. And then it gives them information about the community and the area with external links. And then there's a place right on that website that they can just click and schedule a showing directly with me. Now, do I get a million different leads off that? Not necessarily, but in real estate, regardless of how much we know, we never really know where the buyer is going to come from at the end of the day. It could come from any number of places. So it's really, really, really important that we put stuff out everywhere that we can. Get it, get your open house published in the paper, get it online, get it everywhere that you can, all that kind of stuff, right? So you want to make sure that you've got your listing material out there. And then you should be doing your drips to social media. You should be doing reverse prospecting. So here's two tips that I want to give you before we close things up. There's reverse prospecting and then recently uh, sold in the area, okay? Now, number one, reverse prospecting. If you've never heard of it, let me tell you what it is. It's when you can go onto the MLS, and I don't know if every MLS has this, but it, I presume that most of them do. Go onto the MLS and when you highlight your listing, once it's live, you should be able to click on a tab somewhere, a tool that says reverse prospecting. That is going to give you a list of every single agent that has a buyer that your listing went out to. It's not going to give you their buyer's name, but if they've got a buyer set up on an auto search in the MLS, you'll be able to see it as you then go through and you contact each of those agents and say, hi, you know, Mary Jane, I noticed that you had a buyer. Uh, that you sent my listing to on 123 Sample Street. And I just wanted to say thank you and see if I could invite you to have a conversation with them about it if you've not already uh, discussed it. We've got an open house this weekend, right? Good stuff. All right, here's the second thing. And this is my big exciting trick that you could definitely do. Most agents are interested in one thing, selling the house to their own client. Okay. They want to get their own buyer. So they're selfish. They don't truly expose everything to everywhere that they should, especially to other agents because they want the chance to do the wonderful double end. I actually use this in my listing presentation. So I, this is a value add that I pitch to the seller. But if you, even if you don't, there's something you could do. Take a look at every agent that has sold a house locally, specifically in that community or in close proximity to it, similar homes in close proximity. Look up every single home that is sold in that area and contact the selling agent. Let them know that you've got the house coming up. You're going to give them affirmation and say, hi, you know, again, Mary Jane, I wanted to call because I noticed you sold 
845 Sample Street. I happen to have a listing on 123 Sample Street, and I wasn't sure if you had any other buyers or got any other leads off of that. Same as you could do with other listing agents, call the listing agents in the area. Hey, I noticed you had a three bedroom down the road. I didn't know if you had any buyers come through that were looking for a four bedroom. I have 123 Sample Street coming up. If you have anybody, I'd love to work with you. I wanted to make sure that you knew before anybody else will be live on Saturday. Okay. So guys, there's a lot of different opportunity for you out there. And these are the very, very basic things that you absolutely must do. Get that contract signed and then your work, your work starts way ahead of that. But there's so many different things that you need to do along the way. Get those disclosures out. Make sure that your seller has all their questions answered. Be available to them. You know, instruct them to get their windows washed, get the house cleaned before photography, get those open houses scheduled, make sure that all that stuff is on the book before you even leave from signing that, that listing agreement. Make sure that all that stuff is on the book and the expectations are set. And make sure, please make sure that when you market a property, you do so professionally. You need to spend money to make money, but you need to spend money in the right places. And it's not just about doing ads on Facebook. A good ad on Facebook doesn't look good if the photos and the video and all the stuff around it or the content you're providing is garbage. So make sure that you invest on the front end in professional photography with good lighting and good quality marketing pieces and brochures because that marketing trickles into the neighborhood and is a reflection of how you take your job seriously or not. And if you do take it seriously, people will make make and take notice of that. And it gives you an opportunity to have a much easier and warmer conversation if you decide or have the opportunity to go for other listings in the neighborhood. Thank you so much for caring as much as you do about your business. If you know other people that need help, make sure that you send them over to our YouTube channel. You can just look us up. It's Reraw, R-E-R-A-W, right on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. I've got a couple other videos that might be good for you to watch, so make sure you see those. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you yourself haven't done that. And most importantly, remember something. Real agents work in you. You, you, you have to be one of them. I love you guys. Have a fantastic week.